Hi, Mary. Hello, Colin. So we got a we got brand new digs for this episode. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, new, we do. New studio. I wonder how the acoustics are going to sound. Uh, from what it looks like here, they're they're just awful. Okay, uh, excellent. <laughs> I didn't bring any of the stuff I usually do for prep. I didn't bring any of the like the audio dampers or anything. Yeah, but yeah, we'll fix it in post. All right, it's excellent. Fine. We're you know we won't because. Not that many people listen, it's so not, it's not not, uh, not that big of a yeah, deal. Yeah, I don't care that much. Uh, I did want to start out today, though, uh, on something, strangely enough, on topic. Mm. Milwaukee and history related. Mm. Uh, you and I are both fairly big fans of Bayview Town Hall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out the alderman there uh, built himself a house. Building. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's an in process. It's mostly a house. Mo- yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. house is generous. You, yeah, <laughs> it's mostly a thing, for sure. A three-story office building yeah. is definitely uh, an apt description of that. Yep, yep. So, I... We kind of already covered this. First of all, how does everyone in Bayview hate Zelensky that much? And he still gets to be the older Good question. That's it's just remarkable to Good me. Good question. Um, I don't know. That's like some Tammany Hall shit. Otherwise, yeah. like yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. Before you came, yeah. Uh, so I had work today. I was so I had school, and then we have professional development for about three hours, or you know, for a little bit after. Yeah. So I got home around five ten ish. Okay. And from five ten until you came, what? I don't know. Three yeah. three hours later. <laughs> 20 minutes ago? Yeah. Um, I was reading comments on the Bayview neighborhood page. Which is just the healthiest activity you could do. Oh, yeah. It was, um, I took a break to shower. And sure. And that was it. Okay. Obviously, it was a well-reasoned, civil, nuanced debate. 100%, Colin. 100%. Yeah. It was true artistry. Yeah, it will Probably wasn't just layers upon layers of just weaponized stupid. Yeah, just going for a back while, oh my god, there was a, um, and I didn't realize it, but there were two candies going back and forth, and one was spelled with an I. Okay. And the other was spelled with a Y. And then breast cancer got mentioned, and then... Oh god. Yeah, it just devolved very quickly. That's all I'm doing tonight now is yeah. going back and retracing that. Oh yeah. You're gonna get a lot of texts at like 10, yeah. being like... The fuck though. Like, yeah, no. What is, what's the point here? What are they talking about? Uh, Good question, Colin. I don't know why they brought up the Holocaust, but they did. You have to. It's like you internet gotta, law. You Eventually, gotta. someone will be compared to Hitler, mm-hmm. which happens frequently on that board. I don't under like. I lived. I lived in Bayview for three years. Mm-hmm. Don't get it. Mm-hmm. Don't understand. I didn't talk to anyone in. From that neighborhood, in that neighborhood, for the entire time that I lived there. Yeah. Like, I talked to my neighbors twice yeah. in, like, three years. Mm-hmm. And, uh... But you get on that page, and it's, like, the closest community. You talk shit about that community, and it's, like, the closest community you will ever find, Colin. Exactly, yeah. Don't look at them in the <laughs> eyes on the streets, right. but on Facebook, for sure. But then you bring up... I mean, they'll, they'll form camps very quickly. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's, ju- it's, a, it's just amazing. And I work down in that neighborhood now. I just And every day, it's a new adventure. Just mm. 
I don't understand anything about that place. And it, especially the the Zelensky debate, I get because the house is a monstrosity. Oh, it's garbage looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with modernist architecture. I don't have a problem with people building modern houses. I understand that you probably want 25,000 square feet of window when you can see Lake Michigan from your house. And you want to show off the pain. Yes. That is precise. Yeah. Oh, you know that that's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. You can use that however you'd like. But, um... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like... So I understand the fact that it just looks so weird in that neighborhood, right? Yeah. Um, but people are super mad about him tearing down the old house that was there. Um, which is funny because, like, every fourth house in Bayview is flipped completely, like, inside and out. Mm-hmm. Like, renovated to the studs. And um, nobody has a problem with, like, just a regular person does that. No. Uh, <laughs> but when Zelensky does it, I mean, obviously it's, it's a more obscene-looking case, but yeah. I, I do take umbrage with people from... We run in a lot of the same internet circles with, like, the old Milwaukee and the Milwaukee Absolutely. architecture Absolutely. and Milwaukee County memories where yeah. we just listen to the olds. Uh, I do. <laughs> listen, I'm on a uh, group chat with my family. Sure. And my mom just reiterated conversations she had about Milwaukee memories from like 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. <laughs> oh, and God. I had to tell her that it was bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> Please oh. don't give us a play-by-play of your conversations on Facebook. Because the best part about Facebook is that anybody can see. Literally. Yeah. That's whatever. At any time. It's whatever. Um, but on all those pages, the, the running thread is that apartments that are, or any building that is built today any building that is built from the time that the oldest person on that board was born until now is the worst trash, and trash. It's a trash building and everything that was built when they were not born yet is perfect and beautiful and why would anyone hate it mm-hmm, 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 um mm-hmm. which is funny because i look at your I look at your house the dining room we're in right now it is not markedly different from the dining room that i have nor is your living, nor any, no. and there's probably 20 to 40 other houses in just the next four blocks. Oh, this is a bungalow, Colin. I yeah. mean, this house <laughs> is 95% of Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee County, almost all bungalows. Right. Yeah. And, my, yeah. and how many of my exact duplex have you seen? A thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because there's like five developers in Milwaukee that built them all as cheap as possible, just like these big apartments. Yep. Just because they were here. Just like McMansions today. Like, yeah. Just because they were here before you were alive does not make them special. Yeah. A lot of. Unless they're ghosts. Right. But a lot of garbage things existed before any of us were born. Mm hmm. And almost none of those things deserve any mention. Mm-hmm. Or special celebration. Mm-hmm. But for houses, they do. And it's just, it's we, I don't understand it. I like a lot of these houses. I love a good set of built-ins. You know that. Yeah, you have really, I with the shelves. Yeah, ah, I, I love, love it. Yeah, yeah, I love the built-ins um, we have. But. Really makes our whole kitchen situation a piece of shit, though. But, you know, it's yeah, neither here nor there. These things happen. Yeah. yeah. 
But it's great if you have, like, Fiesta wear and stuff to display. Like, Sarah gets a lot of colorful dinnerware, so makes it nice to have the glass windows yeah. there. Um, kind of pokes holes in the original argument that I was making, considering how much I love it. <laughs> but also, I'm like, these aren't that special. Because th- you can have both of those opinions, though, mm-hmm. I think. Um, we are large. And we contain <laughs> we- multitudes. <laughs> My favorite line. <laughs> my favorite way to describe myself. I know, me too. But only for shit reasons. Yep. Like, <laughs> oh, I've done some bad stuff. But hey, <laughs> yeah. I contain multitudes. Uh, uh, 100%. We're going to feel differently about that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, we are, uh, we're, we're well hydrated. We vented about Bayview and, mm. uh, you know, 1920s era architecture in Milwaukee. I think we're, I think we're ready to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ladies, rise up! This story hasn't been really weird yet. It's a little weird. As is customary in my Wisconsin history stories, a cannon comes into play. Of course it does. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Why would I think that? I would not think <laughs> that things were better anywhere around this shithole. Hell on earth. I'm perfect just the way I am. Aww. <laughs> it's not true. Yeah. Swatch them buckles, girl. Hey, yo. Yeah. Like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely don't do it, but just know that Full Mary is giving yeah. you a, a roadmap to a very dark place. All right. Welcome into Muskrat House, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Colin. My friend's name is Mary. The dining room that we are in belongs to Mary. We host a weekly Wisconsin history podcast, and we have a different introduction every single episode. This week, it is my turn. And Mary, I uh, actually have to thank you for uh, directly inspiring this week's episode. You're welcome. Uh, Based on our conversation, uh, oh, and here I wrote, based on our conversation at this very table the last episode. Did not know we were going to be at a different table. Yeah, so it's lying. Yeah. yeah. So right off the bat, we've lost all credibility. Yeah, yep. So based on our conversation at a table mm-hmm. last episode. But do you remember last week when I was all like, oh, I have nuanced and conflicted feelings about our criminal justice system? Yes. Yeah, okay. And do you also remember the last 20,000 years where women were like, dude, men are just the worst and mm-hmm. no one believes us? Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, um, do you know what the Green Bay Packers are? Vaguely. I've heard of them. Okay, they play lacrosse. Um, So now you're all set for this episode, okay? Uh, Before I continue, I I do want to just give out... I feel like it's important to give out this warning for this specific episode. We're going to be discussing the alleged sexual assault of a woman under the age of 18. Uh, I've tried to sensitize the language as best as I can, but uh, some details of the case just we can't avoid. If this stuff makes you uncomfortable, uh, it should but uh, it should make everyone uncomfortable, but um, some of you might find stories like this to be re-traumatizing or especially stressful in some way, so now is an awesome time to hit the pause button and find another episode. Otherwise, we'll do our best to just kind of get through it together, okay? Mark William Chimura was drafted by the Green Bay Packers in the sixth round of the 1992 NFL Draft. He was relatively unknown, as most Tight ends are. Uh, he came from Boston, Col- uh, Boston College. Wasn't really a hyped-up draft pick. Um, but would end up coming of age uh, on 
the Packers during one of the greatest runs the team's ever seen. He joined the team the same year as uh, Brett Favre made his star turn. Uh, filling Favre. In... Yes, Favre. Uh, he filled in for the injured Don Mikowski, and uh, we all know how that story goes. So we're not going to get too football-y here. Um, but uh, Favre and Tremura became, like, really fast friends. Uh, Tremura talked about his relationship with Favre, um during an interview for the Super Bowl press week with the Baltimore Sun in 1997. And he said, quote, The first time I heard about him was down here in New Orleans. He was arrested with former Packer Asera Tuolo for a fight. I've liked him ever since. What quarterbacks do that? He's been a piece of work. End quote. Okay. So these two guys... Good old boys. Yeah, they... A lot of dovetailing interests. Yeah. Uh, that same season, another teammate showed up. Longtime Packers center Frank Winters. Mm-hmm. And these three young, confident, and talented men formed a uh, very deep friendship based superficially on the high stakes and intense battlefield of the frozen tundra. But mainly it seems that their friendship was based on busting each other's balls and getting rip shit in every pub and sports bar from Green Bay to Milwaukee suburbs. Oh, yeah. Uh, they called themselves the Three Amigos. Yeah, Milwaukee proper, too. Yeah. City of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the Three Amigos is a group name that you give yourselves when you're super into uh, literature and chess and sitting in rooms with lots of globes. They did it with uh, two friends of mine in eighth grade. Yeah. (laughs) You were pretty cool. Big, Big Steve Martin fans, or... I, lo- uh, I did love that movie at yeah. the time. I mean, it's still a great movie, but, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, no, we just wanted to label ourselves as friends for others. Sure. And to let people know immediately how many of you there were. Three of us. And, and what the basis of your relationship is yeah. in terms of each other. Yeah. Okay. Um, so now a lot of this, I, I should say, is anecdotal, but widely reported information. Okay, uh, <clears throat> if you ever head down to Muskego, uh, talk to anyone over the age of forty-five who's a regular at Bushies, and I'm sure they have more than a few stories to tell you about these three guys. Horrible name. Yes. Okay. It's right on Janesville Road, newly renovated. It's a, it's, a, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> as Muskego bars go. <laughs> um. Favre, Winters, and Chimura were out basically like every night of the week, all the time. They all lived around the area uh, during the season. Winters and Chimura lived in Wisconsin. Favre obviously lives in Mississippi or... Was it Mississippi? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but obviously during the season lived in Wisconsin. Uh, but they hung out at Favre's steakhouses. Mm-hmm. Um... Many times in either the Milwaukee or Green Bay locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the Waukesha County suburbs where Chimura, his wife, and two children lived. <laughs> Great. <clears throat> I forgot that. Yeah. Um, so this relationship changed a little bit around the two-year Super Bowl run for the Packers. Um, but not really for the reasons you might think. In, uh, in between the 1995 and 1996 seasons, you remember Brett Favre entered his one public bout of rehab. Mm-hmm. Uh for addiction to Vicodin and other prescription pills. And at the time, he just said it was Vicodin. Uh, we learned later, of course, that it was like a whole myriad of issues. Um, and we knew now that, um, you know, he had gone to rehab several times. But back then, he just announced the one time. Um, to give you an idea of 
just how much and how often and how prolifically Brett Favre drank. Uh, the NFL told him that if he wanted to play during the 1996 and 1997 season, uh, he would have to abstain from alcohol. The mid-90s NFL, like pre like pre any form of social activism or yeah. even just general justice, told Brett Favre not to drink. Yeah. Cut it out. <laughs> That's hey. a bananas amount of drinking. Cut it out. Right. Um... So, so why does the Brett Favre story matter, you say? Uh, because you just have to remember who was hanging out with him almost every night. Uh, Chimura and Winters told reporters that year, uh, and in later years looking back on it, when Favre finally beat alcohol for good, that uh, remaining friends with him was a strange adjustment at first. And they didn't know really how to handle their newly sober friend. Uh, one of the amigos, Frank Winters, uh, told ESPN, quote, We realized he's just doing the same things, only without the drinking. We respect that. End quote. Uh, Chimura said for the exact same piece, quote, Brett lives off adrenaline and pressure. Now that he stopped going out, he gets it all out there on the field. End quote. So that gives you a pretty good idea yeah. of what a guy's night out is for these the three. What shit is he doing that is comparable to football professionally in bars in Green Bay? Right. Okay. Not just Green Bay, but also Waukesha yeah. and Milwaukee yeah. and yeah. Oshkosh and Appleton. Yeah, and... I mean, you can turn it up a little in Milwaukee. Yeah. I'm not saying it's like professional NFL football right. adrenaline, but it's more adrenaline than Green Bay. I would like to pride myself on that. Yeah. Well, it depends. I don't know how many times you've been to Anduzzi's, but... I don't know what you're talking okay. about. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Um... So it gives you a pretty good idea of what these guys were doing when they go out. Uh, but, you know, from the sounds of it, uh, Chimura still liked beer. Yep. And he still wanted to go out and have a few beers. Uh, which brings us to the spring of 2000. Mark Chimura is two years into a five-year extension from the Green Bay Packers that he signed in 1998. And he's one of the most popular players on the team. Not only that, he's one of the most popular public figures in all of Wisconsin at this point. Uh, first of all, he is just objectively handsome. It, really? Yes. Uh, he's he's tall, dark hair in the late 90s, early 2000s style, which basically looks like an extra on Top Gun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, he's got a really, like, super bright smile, like, carries himself well, like a dude whose dad owns a dealership, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just the whole package. I'm going to look it up later. Yeah. My mother's comments on uh, Chimura's attractiveness in the mid-90s were frequent and vivid, considering okay. uh, the number of children that were in the room when she made them. I'm so happy my mom is does not like the Packers. Yeah. Or Green Bay. <laughs> I have to do welfare checks on my mom during Packers games if they're losing. This season was terrifying. Okay. Just had 9-1 and one dialed all the time. Yeah. <laughs> How we doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, but beyond being at least superficially bonable to the female segments of Wisconsin, and probably uh, some segment of the male population as well. Uh, he was also very popular for his community involvement. Um, primarily his ability to be a guy who's finally willing to stand up for the silent, persecuted members of society. White, Christian, Republican, Oh, males. shit. Yeah. 1998, finally. Mark Shimura famously refused to join the Packers at the White House. Or, I'm sorry, 1997. 
Uh, he refused to join uh, the Packers at the White House, publicly chastising Bill Clinton for the uh, revelation of the president's affair with intern Monica Lewinsky. Quote, it hold doesn't... Hold on. Hold. Hold on. Okay. I'm sorry. Just let me... Okay. Yeah, dude. It's like, tighten your seatbelt. <laughs> okay. So, this is... Since Brett Favre has stopped drinking. Yeah. So, before then, uh-huh. this before the Super Bowl win, yeah. they were going out getting shit ripped every single night. Oh, essentially, yeah. And from what we know now. Yep. And then. Yep. Um, I mean, there was no shortage of, you know, women. Yeah. No, the, the womanizing of... Um... At least for Brett Favre, was the worst kept secret in all of professional yeah, sports. I knew it as a kid. Yeah. Um, now, there were plenty of rumors flying around, especially in the media at that time. Um, and when I say in the media, I mean amongst like locker like, room report people right. that are privy to that kind of like. Tremorel was. Had as high of a batting average as Brett Favre, right. if I may mix a metaphor. Right. Um, he was super defensive about it. He would oftentimes like cut interviews short when that subject came up. Um, he would get very, very defensive. And he had his a wife and children at home. Uh, two kids. Yeah. Two. Yep. Yep. Dope. Um. So what he said uh, when he rebuked the White House invitation, he said, "Quote: It doesn't really say much for society and the morals Bill Clinton sets forth for our children." Great. End quote. Mm. Uh, in 1999, Marchamura also applauded the fact that four teammates of his were kicked off the Packers due to minor marijuana possession tickets. He was, for all intents and purposes, the self-appointed moral center of the Green Bay Packers. Ah, uh, well, true north is yeah. that compass. Yep. And uh, let me tell you, Packers fans just ate that shit up. No shit. Yeah. Uh, he campaigned endlessly for Wisconsin Republicans. He campaigned for Bob Dole in Wisconsin. <laughs> um, you fucking loser. Yep. Uh, and he spoke for a number of Christian and conservative causes. Uh, pundits in the state naturally assumed he was destined for public office once his playing days were done. Sure. He was already lining up like TV broadcast deals, all types of shit. His star was on the rise. Uh, on April 9th, 2000, the course of his public persona took a pretty sharp turn. The following information, it's uh, very, it feels very important for me now, and we can round back on why, but it, uh, it, this all comes from the uh, actual criminal complaint and subsequent reporting by uh, members of the Associated Press. Anyone over 18 at the time or named by press outlets uh, will be named here where I find it applicable. Uh, the victims, though they were outed online during the trial, yeah. obviously, uh, were never named in trial or in any charging documents or any media outlets, uh, so I'll stand fast on not using their real names, but I am going to give them pseudonyms just to keep the story moving in kind of a coherent fashion. Ah, uh, don't let it be Mary. It's not. Okay, excellent. Why would I do... I don't I'm know. talking to you. I know. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> in Heartland, uh, Mark Chimera's neighbor, Richard Gessert, is hosting a party for his daughter and her friends for prom. Kids get to the house around 12.30, and they begin a night of drinking and teenage post-prom shenanigans um, in the apparent absence of uh, any adult supervision. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any mention of adults at this point until uh, about 3.30 a.m. When Gessert, Chimura, and a man only named Ed by investigators arrive at Gessert's house. They are visibly drunk. Uh. 
and the kids just go bug fuck. I for bet. <clears throat> they are running upstairs to meet him, get autographs, take pictures on, you know, uh, what I assume are their disposable, you know, plus size codex. <laughs> yeah. Um, the whole shooting match, right? Are there pictures today? Uh, I haven't been able to find any. Mm-hmm. I did a little digging. It's really hard. Things yep. aren't, you know, uh, no, 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 just captured just curious. Quite that well. Yeah. Um, and with us being about four years, four or five years away from the advent of Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, and MySpace being, for all intents and purposes, gone. Hard to... It just doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. One kid uh, comes upstairs. His name is uh, Michael Kleber. And he's just an enormous Mark Jamura fan. Uh, he's uh, a very, very good athlete himself. Um, football player. And he tells Jamura all about it. Um, along with his plans to go to Jamura's alma mater, Boston College, uh, to play football. Chamura says he'll put in a good word for Kleber. <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the young man follows Chamura around pretty much the rest of the night. Uh, around 3.45, Chamura and Gessert leave to take Ed, this strange third gentleman, home. And they come back about 15, 20 minutes later. Uh, Chamura identifies at that point one of the girls, we'll call her Jane, as his child's babysitter. Um, around that same time, uh, he makes a couple prank phone calls to his teammates, showing off for the kids. Uh, and then finally he asks, quote, You call this a prom party? Where are you hiding the liquor? End quote. The kids are more than happy to oblige the uh, professional football player. Who is hanging out with teenagers. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, according to the criminal complaint, they begin playing drinking games with uh, Chimura and Gessert. Um... Jane and her friend Alice, whose name I've also changed, uh, told investigators they were drinking vodka and Mountain Dew, uh, which is a very classic, classic high school combo, combination. Classic combo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was provided to them by two men who are, at the very least, uh, 10 years their senior. Great. Yeah. Um, around 4.30 a.m., Gessert gets bored with whatever game they were playing and announced to the girls, quote, it's hot tub time. Ew. End quote. No. No. Chimura, Gessert, Gessert's 18-year-old daughter, and her friends, Jane, who was 17, and Alice, who was 18, head to the hot tub. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Colin. Hold on. Are you saying this dude went in with his own daughter to a hot tub? According to the... uh, Hold on. Everything I've I've read makes that uh, the case. Oh! Oh, oh, that's awful. That's so fucking gross. That's so fucking gross. That's like, oh, that's like this uh, headline I read yesterday about a guy like driving his own daughter to buy the heroin that killed her. Like, oh, that's fucked up. Okay. All right. Continue. Okay. Whew. It's. Okay. Go on. Just letting you know this is getting worse. Yeah, I know. From here. Uh, some of the girls are concerned about not having swimsuits. Hmm. Gessert and Chimura are not, and both of them climb into the hot tub in their underpants. Uh, Gessert's daughter wears a swimsuit, and she lends one to Jane. Okay. Uh, at Gessert's urging, Alice enters the hot tub in a bra and underwear. That's fucked. That's so fucked. 
after a little after uh, a little while in the hot tub, the timeline exactly is uh, is fuzzy. Uh, but we do know at some point in the night, uh, a fuse blows and the water cools down. Gessert's daughter, uh, Jane, and Chimura leave the hot tub. Alice and Richard Gessert are still inside the hot tub when Alice begins throwing up over the side. Great. Ugh. She tells investigators that in between bouts of vomiting. Gessert pulls her onto his lap, sticks his hand down his under her underwear, and sexually assaults her. Oh, that's how it happens, though. That's a hundred percent how it happens. Yep. Yeah, it's just yep. usually not with your friends. No, not with your friend's father. father. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while this is going on, uh, Jane told investigators that after she changed, she saw Chimura standing outside of a bathroom in a towel. And he motioned her over. Mm-hmm. Uh, she told police that she didn't know exactly what he wanted, so she went over assuming he wanted to talk. Uh, according to the criminal complaint, when she went over, Chimura pulled her inside, held her up against the door, and began kissing her neck before he put her on the ground and had sex with her without her consent. Oh, that's right. Uh, after about a minute uh, to two minutes, she reported that she heard friends calling her name. Chimura stopped, stood up, put his underwear back on. She got dressed and ran out of the room. Jesus Christ. Both Jane and Alice uh, told investigators that they told a group of friends immediately. The two were taken from the party by their friends. Uh, they went to a local Starbucks um, to uh, get away. To just be away. Yeah. Uh, and the group decided that they needed to tell someone, but they weren't sure who. Uh, they chose the mother of one of the friends on the basis that she was a registered nurse and she would be trusted not to tell any of the other adults. The mom took them to uh, Sinai in Milwaukee, uh, where another nurse administered rape kits. After that, the girls told the police, uh, where according to to investigators, uh, Jane broke down in tears and said, my life is over, several times. On April 10th, police searched both Gessert and Chimura's homes, uh, taking towels, underwear, you know, know, anything they could. They did everything. So far, they've done literally everything right. Yep. And immediately, yep. as immediate as you could yep. be. Uh, Chimura lawyered up, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he retained the services of high-profile attorney Gerald Boyle. Gerald Boyle famously won the uh, Seinfeld case in the uh, mid-90s, which was uh, a Miller executive sued the company after uh, they fired him for repeating um, jokes from a Seinfeld episode. Uh, in that episode, uh, Jerry was dating a girl whose name... Dolores. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yep. Uh, And he was making those jokes around a female employee, and she became uncomfortable enough to go to HR about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, they fired the dude. Okay. Uh, And Boyle defends him in a countersuit of Miller Brewing Company, and they won a couple million dollars. Okay. Yeah. Uh, He also uh, defended Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, and he would go on to def- he would go on to defend uh, the hunter the yeah the uh, he, uh, fuck I know who you're talking about he killed like six people yeah yeah so he the same legal team did that as well uh, the other member of his team by the way is uh, Dan Blinka uh, who is currently um, a professor at Marquette mm-hmm. uh, former or current D, uh, head of the Milwaukee Bar. Yeah, he was the 
Well, there. I mean, there are a couple of professors at Marquette who had direct involvement with the Jeffrey Dahmer case. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he's one of them, but there is one of them who's... Blinko, Blinko was, yeah. Yeah, who speaks uh, up to, like, why they were able to get Jeffrey Dahmer uh, not on insanity. Why they weren't able to label him insane. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, full disclosure, I grew up with Blinka's son. Uh, <laughs> we were classmates at Greendale High School. Um, but he teaches, yeah, he teaches, like, evidence, mm-hmm. um, constitutional criminal law, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. at, at Marquette. Um, so, uh, Chimura was silent during most of this time. We don't know what he told investigators. We don't know. He made very few announcements to the press. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gessert, however, uh, was very vocal to investigators. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was, uh, told what he was being charged with, basically, you know, in, in his interview, um, he said that he told his daughter not to associate with the accusers because they were, quote, vile party girls. And they were making up accusations in order to get back at Gessert and Chimura. For what? Um, that'll... That'll come out? Okay. Yeah. I'll wait. Um, but yeah, you feel free to stop me anytime that this sounds too familiar for you. I mean, you the know. next three pages. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, Boyle immediately made a, a motion to separate the trials. Um, and allowed uh, Chimura to make a, a statement to the press. Um, the choicest lines that I found were, uh, Tremera said, quote, uh, that he was, quote, sick that the district attorney's office charged him in any way, mm-hmm. end quote. And, uh, quote, I'm literally fighting for my life now. Sure. End quote. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before the trial began, police released the criminal complaint to the media. Because mm-hmm. it's a fucking public document. So, right. yeah. And uh, that infuriated Boyle. Mm. He uh, just fought tooth and nail to try to get it blocked. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arguing that the details of the alleged crime would make it impossible for his client, the Super Bowl winning two-time Pro Bowl tight end for the Green Bay Packers, to get a fair trial. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Because his position as a Green Bay Packer also makes that impossible. No, 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 no. That's not true. It's just the fact uh, that just people the might know document? that he committed a crime. Oh, it's just the criminal allegedly. document? Yes. Okay. All right. Yep, yep. The other part is inconsequential. Uh, right. He might as well be a sandwich artist. That's yeah. Point. Yeah. Same basic. Same principle. dude. Yep. Uh, the argument went nowhere for Boyle, obviously. Yeah. Um, and the jury was picked uh, nonetheless. Obviously, jury selection was a little tricky, uh, based largely on the fact that attorneys had to trust the prospective jurors to set aside their feelings for the Green Bay Packers and Chimera's <laughs> performance therein in order to find the truth in the case. <coughs> that was literally a question they asked during jury selection. Do you feel that you can set aside your feelings about the Green Bay Packers in order to be a juror on this case? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the jury ended up being, uh, seven men and five women. That's a bad call. Um. That's a really bad call. That's For a couple of reasons. Enlighten me. So, I mean, you know, (laughs) dudes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, dudes, um, they tend to get scared that their own behavior will be reflected in, you know, other dudes. I can't see any contemporary examples of men being afraid that other men being held accountable for being shitty men would cause ruffling of feathers. And then also they, they're 
they super can't separate <laughs> like their opinions from football. I, I yeah, they answered that they could. Oh, so okay, that, okay. that makes it okay. Yeah. They just wanted to be in the room. Hey, Hamilton had a right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the tri- the trial, anyways, began uh, May thirtieth, mm-hmm. two thousand, in the Waukesha County Courthouse, uh, one that many of us know very well mm-hmm. uh, by this point, because mm-hmm. if there's a batshit case in southeastern Wisconsin, it takes place in that courthouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me tell you, this one was a goddamn madhouse. Uh, Packers fans just swarmed the courthouse. Uh, there were so many people wanting to see the trial that uh, bailiffs rotated spectators out of the courthouse. Imagine. There was a waiting list. Can you imagine? A waiting list to get into a rape trial. Yeah. Uh, reporters from the Associated Press mentioned several times that people were tailgating in the parking oh, lot that of the Waukesha is... County Courthouse. That... Many of them wearing number 89 jerseys to show their support for the embattled tight end. Oh my god. And you could just see it now. When would when, when the trial take place? 2000. No, no, no. What uh, month? Oh, May. Oh, it happened right away. Yeah, yeah, uh, end of May. They proceeded very quickly. Huh. All right. Well, what I wanted was I wanted it to be cold, so I wanted to be blowing smoke out their faces. Right, yeah. And the, little red noses. With the cheese heads. With the cheese heads and the, you know. And the cheeks and nose that yeah, are super red, exactly. but you can't tell if it's because of the cold or yeah. just severe In this case, it's just they're red because yeah. of the alcoholism. Yeah. It's yeah. just gin blossoms all, yeah. all over. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Um, and, and in the beginning of the trial, uh, Boyle set right to work on Jane, uh, Chimura's accuser. Oh, of course. Uh, during testimony, uh, Jane testified for just hours on end. Um, over the course of two days, I believe. Um, and during the testimony, he just hammered away at uh, Jane's distaste for Chimura, which she freely admitted to the court. Um, including the fact that she had spread rumors to classmates about uh, him allegedly getting another babysitter pregnant. Which she didn't like him beforehand? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, when pressed as to why she did not like him, she offered up several examples, including one where uh, Chimura's wife was paying her by check for babysitting services. Mm-hmm. And as she was walking away down the hall, she heard Chimura say, uh, who did you make the check out to? Jailbait? Cool. Yeah. He also allegedly told her at one point uh, at his home that her legs grew even longer than the last time he saw her. Uh, and one time he tipped her an extra $20 in cash because she looked cute. I mean, so that's obviously to any woman that is not unfamiliar at all, especially, say, if you work in the service industry. You right. get that shit all the time. Yeah. And it's horrible. It's really bad. Um, and there are situations wherein men are giving you money for that kind of, for services like that, like where you're taking care of some aspect of their life. Right. That they think, oh, I have this license. Yes. And I can just be gross. Yeah. That's something they would never say to their wives, or it's something they would never say to a stranger, but in this case... And it's a stranger, it's totally fine. Right. And it's real gross. Well, and you can't discount the fact that there's a, an obvious power relationship there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, which is 
what gives them the license yeah. in their minds to do that kind of thing. For sure. Um, yeah, and during this portion of the testimony, Boyle just repeatedly brought up how uh, Jane told friends at the party that uh, Tremere was, quote, sick. Yeah. Uh, and she and contended that uh, she was lying. He even asked... Um, so it, basically his points were Jane did not like Mark Tremere. And so she said he raped her. Yes. Uh, and also she was hoping to get money in a civil suit. Okay. Was essentially their, like, their main lines of defense against her. Uh, and also the fact that no one was in the bathroom but them. Well, you So usually... there's no way to... Usually, don't invite a party to watch you rape somebody. Right. But, but yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, at several points during her uh, hours of testimony, her story was lacking some details. Uh, and again, ladies at, at home and uh, and here in the room, you can stop me if any of this sounds familiar to you. Uh, she was asked why she didn't try to fight him or struggle. Because she mentioned that uh, he was six times the size of her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, it's yeah. important to note that um, Mark Chimera is uh, about as tall as I am, about six foot two. And uh, at this point, he weighed close to 300 pounds. Yep. And he was mostly muscle. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she was asked why she had remained quiet. Uh, to which she said it was almost as if it wasn't actually happening to me. Yep. And she didn't know what to do. Yep. Um. She was shown diagrams and recreations of the bathroom where the assault occurred, and she could not place herself definitively in any one area or remember specific details of the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we call trauma, but... Yeah. yeah. God, yeah. don't fancy it up Yeah, your liberal noise, okay? <laughs> uh, she had mentioned... Uh, she mentioned to one nurse that Marchimer had performed oral sex on her, but... She could not remember saying that okay. and took that back during testimony. Okay. Remember also that at the time she was giving the report, she was intoxicated. Yep. Uh, which also came up several oh, times, did it come by the up? way. Oh, did it come yes. up? Yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah. That has never happened since. Yeah. And so. uh, her timeline in terms of the actual rape, how long it occurred, uh, where she was at certain points of the night and up until when she got to Milwaukee, uh, that timeline shifted from... The investigative reports to reports she gave the nurse to testimony in court. Okay. Um, she frequently broke down in tears. Uh, and then during cross-examination, she oftentimes appeared visibly angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and gave short, curt, or otherwise... Like, upset teenage Dismissive. girl answers. Dismissive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, pundits on uh, Greta Van Susteren's show... Um, <laughs> Which was popular at the time. She was a popular legal analyst for CNN. Now works for Fox News, I believe. Um, anyway, the, they had pretty much pegged her uh, on the show as uh, unreliable and uh, hurting her own case. And uh, many, many other people agreed with that assessment. Yeah, um, the court of public opinion had pretty much gone to Chimura the entire time. Oh, for sure, should be noted. Um, but Jane's testimony wasn't nearly as important to Boyle as her classmates. Uh, one of her classmates, uh, he asked if she had discussed getting money from a civil suit. Uh, and she said that she had discussed a civil suit with this friend, but 
had never said anything about what kind of money she would get from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, that was enough for Boyle. As a matter of fact, her discussions with the classmates about the case, and even the fact that she had watched TV that had mentioned the case, um, it gave Boyle a chance to motion for a mistrial before the trial even began. Uh, Mark Shimura, by the way, uh, requested that the trial continue, that they don't continue a motion for a mistrial. So there's that. Um, but the uh, the testimony that really turned the case mm-hmm. for them uh, was uh, Michael Kleber. Great. The All-State football player who idolized Shimura and was told... he'd come back. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. And he was told by the uh, Packers tight end that he would help him out in the gym, put in a good word for him at Boston College, get him on the team, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there's nothing like a quid pro quo going on here at all. Uh, Kleber made some bombshell claims during his testimony to Boyle. Uh, he, like other classmates, testified uh, to Jane's distaste for Chimura and her claims about his rather unsavory behavior towards Jane at his house on previous occasions. He also said that he saw Jane enter the bathroom alone, even after Kleber told her not to go in there. Uh, according to Kleber, uh, who also admitted to being drunk, at the time of the alleged rape, uh, said she, quote, gave a little smile before going into the bathroom. Cool. Yeah. Um, on cross-examination... That's uh, just like, hey, what are the things that, you know, like, shifty women do? Let me think of a thing that they do. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm going to say. Was she in any way acting like a Jezebel? Yes. Yeah. No, oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Um, on cross-examination... Uh, Kleber said there was no way he could be sure, uh, that Jane knew Chimura was in the bathroom at the time. Um, so now we have that competing thing to go along with. Yeah. Um, and weirdly, the story that ran the day, uh, was that of the, uh, you know, the all-state football player who defended Mark Chimura had not so much, uh, Jane's testimony. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cleaver also said uh, on the stand that he was pressured by police to change his story um, to, like, support all of Jane's claims. Uh, what? Yeah, he said uh, police told him that he should okay. speak out against Mark Jamura. Um So this comes up in a, a bunch of different articles in a lot um on, like, archived pages and stuff like that where people are discussing the case. It comes up an awful lot as a claim. There seems to be no evidence or even investigation to back this up. Okay. So this is just a thing that he said that may have been asked to be struck from the record, whatever, but it's important that he, he said it. Yeah. To me, it's very important that he said yeah. it. Um, so after that, they, uh, they heard testimony from the nurse who examined both Jane and Alice. Yeah. Uh, and Boyle, again, attempts to poke holes in this testimony. He asked the nurse to uh, repeat the results of the exam, uh, and she concluded that they had both been victims of sexual assault that included penetration by a, quote, foreign object. Yeah. Um, so uh, Boyle asked her, uh, you know, what were some other signs? And they said that, well, there was, you know, there was redness, there was, like, some scratching, yeah, bruising, trauma. that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he said, he basically took that as a sign that, oh, these things can also happen if you have Consent. wet clothes oh. or an ill-fitting swimsuit. Which I Jane was wearing. forgot about that argument. Which Jane was wearing and also Alice had. I forgot about the Ill, that ill-fitting swimsuit. Specifically that line. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Boyle also asked um, if the nurse had ever conducted an exam of that nature uh, and did not support a claim of sexual assault. And she claimed, uh, she stated that in over 480 exams, she did not. Uh, I'm not sure what Boyle's angle was with that question. Yeah, because because I hear it as believe a lady when she tells you that this happened. Yeah. And also, um, people don't usually get rape kits. One would think. Unless they're. They've been raped. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a horribly invasive. Now, if you think this is an invasive question, let's go to the next one. Okay. Boyle brought up the fact that the victim's hymen didn't rupture. Got it. Which everyone who, everyone who doesn't own a vagina or doesn't care to learn about them believes that this is evidence that nothing's ever been up there. Uh, The nurse explained that an intact hymen, of course, isn't indicative of anything other than ownership of a hymen. Yep. Um, Yep. But that was... Um, Okay. I'm going to give you some space to do what you need to do. That's just... uh, Well, you know... You are... I just... Do you need to punch a bag for a minute? You are getting all... It's just... um, I mean, people do shit to children and, you know, their hymens are intact. Like, that's not anything. And it never has been anything. Right. Um, except for dudes who believe that... Well, that, yeah. That, um, it's a... It's a sign that she's no longer a virgin. Yeah, it's a virgin test. Yeah. Um, Uh. and, you know, that... It's a very strong belief amongst men of any uh, amount of shittiness that, you know, um, sex with a a girl is supposed to hurt them at first and, uh, you know, cause blood and parts of their body to rupture. (sighs) And this is where we're at in the year 2000. This took place. This was the new millennium. That they're discussing this. That's oh, really upsetting. So the nurse did an excellent job countering a lot of these claims okay. and um, explaining, you know, what her job is, uh, basically in, in protecting and supporting these women. I have a quick question. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, was there DNA evidence? Okay. My apologies. There was not. Okay. They were unable to find any DNA evidence um, with either of the two girls, okay. um, including on any of the physical evidence that was in the bathroom with them at the time. Yeah. Um, so Boyle took that plus the hymen thing. For sure. And, and ran with it. And yeah. said no rape happened. Yeah. Uh, it was impossible for anyone to bring a conviction. And pundits on everything from Court TV to CNN to ESPN agreed with his position. Okay. Uh, after about two weeks of this kind of shit... Uh, the cases were rested, um, and the juries went to deliberate. A mass of people waited for the decision outside the courthouse, many of them chanting, Chewy, Chewy, yep. is, yeah. is yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know about it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, after uh, two hours and 15 minutes of deliberation, plus one hour for a pizza break, uh, the jury came back with their decision. Mark Chamura was found not guilty on both rape and child enticement. Mm. 
Chimura cried. Uh, Boyle received high fives from Packer fans in the gallery of the courtroom and hugged several members of the gallery. Yeah. Uh, people were clapping and cheering inside the courtroom. Outside, Can the you? crowd went wild. Can you imagine? Was she there? Jane did not enter the courtroom for the verdict. Thank God. Yeah. After the case was over, uh, Chimura and his legal team stepped out onto the steps of the Waukesha County Courthouse to a raucous crowd of supporters. Chimura signed an autograph or two, but took a very quick exit. Yeah. Oh, was it not appropriate to be signing autographs at your own oh, you think that, trial for rape? You think that's inappropriate? Because Boyle took a victory lap with the press and fans. He was laughing and joking and shaking hands uh, with fans and members of the media as well. Uh, this part is interesting because uh, the Associated Press... And, uh, and CBS News and a couple other places had mentioned that um, Boyle had taken photos, like thumbs up and shit, with reporters. Great. Uh, and this is, it's important to bring up for a number of reasons. Uh, first of all... Re- re- maintain your objectivity for just two fucking seconds. Right. Um, but, uh, like, Gerald Boyle was, <laughs> he was a regular guest on, you know... Talk shows mm-hmm. at like my former employer and other radio shows yeah. in the area. Um, That's and, just like a legal expert. Yeah. yeah, and he was he had a lot of money. He rubbed elbows with a lot of people, and there are TV journalists and you know all sorts of journalists where that is part of the reason why they do that job. And yeah. on a local level, it's unavoidable, and it's yeah. important that we say that we know that. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, but also it's important to notice that you know every. Almost, like, to a man in newsrooms across the state, it's just full of Packers fans. Yeah. And a lot of these people get access to Mark Chimura and other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a banana scene, right? Yeah. Uh, and Boyle told the Associated Press, quote, I can't retire now. I've got groupies, end quote. Oh, he was not an hour out of securing a not guilty verdict for his client when he said that. A few weeks later, the jury spoke to CBS News. Mm-hmm. The foreman of the jury, whose name I didn't include just because it's long and up northy, yeah. and I didn't want to do for it. For sure. It's uh, Polish, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. I knew it. There's like a Vandenberger Stein yeah. thing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, quote, he, meaning Mark Chimero, uh, put himself in a bad situation by being drunk with kids and in a hot tub in his underwear. We all agreed that they were in that bathroom together, but we don't really know what took place. It was like defense attorney Gerald Boyle said. She got caught in the bathroom with a married man, and now she's got to get out of this little predicament. What? That's what the foreman of the jury said. I mean, that makes no sense. Colin, that makes no sense. He would have to get out of it. He would. Uh, see, that's where you're wrong, because she was the one who had to get out of it. Uh, I don't know how. I'm working on the how. I really, I really am. But what we know is there was a married man and a teenage girl in a bathroom together, and it is her fault. For sure. And um, she's in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. for trying to have sex with a 30 year old married man and she's got to figure out a way it's on her the onus is definitely yes and always has been on the young teenage girl yes okay yes 
I just want to make Remember sure that... Remember that she was in a swimsuit almost this whole time, too. I just want to make sure that, uh... And were her feminine wiles oh, used? We don't know. Wait, oh. I forgot she's drinking, right? Yes. Oh, I mean... Yeah, consent. so the reasons for her being guilty of something are just piling up. Yep, yep, yep. And so it was with the jury. Mm-hmm. Um... A female juror spoke on the condition of anonymity. Uh, quote, None of us believed that nothing happened. We all believed something happened in there, but we had no evidence to prove it. End quote. I, I know. Um, so, going over the verdict here. Interestingly enough, five people on the first run uh, voted for a guilty plea on rape. Seven uh, voted not guilty. Now, you can't take that back to a judge. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they voted again, and suddenly it was unanimous not guilty. That's the shitty part. That took an hour. It took an hour for five jurors... To change their mind from rape to nothing. Yes. They took a break, got pizza, came back in, took up the child enticement charge. Rape was a 10-year sentence. Child enticement was a 30-year sentence. Uh, The first run... I know. I don't... I don't get it. Was it... Well, I wasn't... It was sexual assault. But, uh, you know, I forget the degree of it. But, um... Yeah. Child enticement is by far and away the the heavier charge here. Okay. Um, The first run... They took two votes on that one as well. The first run was 10 to 2 not guilty. And then the second round was 12-0. Not guilty. And again, that took an hour. So, per capita, much tougher arguments on child enticement. Wow. Yeah, an hour to change two people's minds as opposed to an hour to change five people's minds. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Damn it. Yeah. So, uh, Mark Shimura made a statement after the case was over, thanking his legal team and promising his fans that something like this would never happen again. Quote, it opened my eyes to a lot of things. And like I said, I disappointed a lot of people. I'm sorry. End quote. When asked how he planned to celebrate his acquittal, he told reporters, without irony, he was going to Disney World. Wow. Jane, his accuser, would testify uh, one more time in this case. uh, That for the hearing of Richard Gessert who was pleading out to the charge of sexual assault. Uh, She had asked the judge not to sentence him to any jail time, saying that her and Alice's lives had been ruined by the case. They had lost most of their friends. Uh, Gessert's daughter would no longer talk to them. uh, And Gessert's daughter didn't deserve to see her father go to jail based on their experience. Gessert did not go to jail. He paid a fine, probation, community service. Uh, Jane and her family also declined to pursue a civil suit in the case. Gerald Boyle, the attorney, retired in 2016, giving up his license to practice for medical reasons in exchange for the Wisconsin Supreme Court to stop pursuing a suspension of said license. Uh, Boyle was facing multiple ethics complaints for taking payments on cases he either never worked on or refused to show evidence of said work, uh, including for some of his most publicized cases. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Mark Chimura is currently, uh, as of 2017 at least, for the 2017-2018 season, uh, he was the offensive coordinator for Greendale High, or Greenfield High School football. 
And he's also a regular radio contributor to ESPN Milwaukee, uh, one of the hosts for their Sunday morning Packers pregame show. Right. So. Good for him. Everything worked out. Usually does for a uh, dude. Yeah. So usually it's everything they want, and nothing will change in their life whatsoever. So I'll, I'm gonna take a minute, and I'm gonna not say stuff for a second. Mm. I'm gonna let you take the floor on the putting a bow on this shit. Well, I mean, it's, you know, like you were saying, everything in there was not only super familiar, but it's something that is, um, I mean, it's, it's something that just continues to happen. We can say all we want about, about, you know, hashtag me too, hashtag let's stop rape culture, um, you know, put the onus on men to not be shitty instead of, you know, like, oh, maybe she shouldn't drink so much and whatever. We can say all that as much as we want. Um, but when nothing changes even a little from Brock Turner to Brett Kavanaugh to, you know, everyone, it's just, uh, you can say, People can say they're allies as much as they want, but it just, they aren't, if that's, if nothing's changing. And, um, you know, women don't get their hopes up for that very reason. And so, you know, it sucks. It's a big bummer. What, uh, there's a great, um, there's a really good Margaret Atwood quote that, like, sums up what it's like to be a woman, where it's, um, a man is afraid of being rejected and a woman's afraid of being murdered. So. That, that yeah. puts a bow on it. Uh, so, this was a... This was I a, mean, so if you want to know why she didn't scream out, probably because the 300-pound dude was on top of her and the... Yeah. 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 Um, and this is one of those things I'm... Uh, just a quick address of some of the things I know I'm going to hear yeah. in response to this. Because I heard it in discussing it with other men about the Kavanaugh trial as well. Um, you know, why Why did I make a point to say what he's doing now? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because he's around teenage girls. Because he's working with high schoolers. Yeah. Um, but, Colin, don't you think people can change? I think changing is something that teenagers do uh, when they become adults. Uh, I think a 30-year-old um, probably isn't going to change that much from 30 to 48. I also think that um, you lose the right to make good on changes when it involves rape. Yeah. And children. Right. So, um, say you, you know, it's like, you know, you're a doctor and you there's malpractice. You don't get to be a doctor anymore. Right. I'm not saying you don't atone for your mistakes. Sorry, you lose this one. Yeah. Um, you, you know, rape a kid. You don't get to be around kids anymore. I'm really sorry if you atone for those mistakes and you are remorseful and whatnot. Awesome. You've made some good strides in your personal life. Right. You don't get to be around kids anymore. Yeah. I think, um, I, I think people can, 
I think people can grow and change from bad behavior, but I don't think that absolves them the absolute guarantee that they be held accountable for that behavior. Yeah. And I think telling him that he shouldn't be around high school is a good thing. Yeah. That I'm... I'm for forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, uh, full disclosure, again, 2005, uh, Keith Ringelberg, the, the man who's currently the head coach for Greenfield High School, is a coach at Greendale High School, of which I am a untalented and not very popular member of that team. Um, Mark Chimura came to one of our practices. 2005. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fresh off eels. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we were told in no uncertain terms that anyone that mentions a hot tub is not going to be a member of this team. Yep. Um, I don't really remember. This is your fault. Yeah. I don't really remember him that much. Uh, it was an inconsequential <laughs> you Um. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that was the thing. That was, don't... Yeah. Don't mention it. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe we don't have to tell a lot of people that Mark Murray even showed up. Yeah. Uh... This is really for you guys. We are doing you a favor. That is how it was presented, obviously, because it was a Green Bay Packer. Yeah. A great football player, and don't Google him, is essentially the tone of that conversation. Um, And Google wasn't even as good as it is now. Yeah. That's how worried they were. Yeah. (laughs) And how high profile that case was, so we fucking knew. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But it was, yeah. I just, I don't understand, I, I, I don't understand how, um, the argument is, and it goes back to, like, Brett Kavanaugh, because the thing with Brett Kavanaugh was like, oh, what, like, people can't, he was a 16-year-old, and he can't be different now? Well, sure, he can be different, but he was never held accountable for a sexual assault. Yeah. So maybe he ought to face some consequences for that, which is yeah. a thing that adults and children alike have to do occasionally. Mm-hmm. If your name is not Brett Kavanaugh or Mark Chamura or Brock Turner or another fill in the blank white dude. Yeah. Um, And also, here, just another response for you. Uh, Because I know I'm getting this one as well. How do you know she wasn't making it up? False rape accusations happen. The uh, Center for Sexual, like, Resources for Sexual Violence has a number of studies available for you to look at. Uh, The very highest, um, the very highest percentage of claims was a uh, 10% that were either false or unsubstantiated, yeah. which by the way is important. They lumped both of those together. Cause one of them just means they didn't have enough evidence to prosecute. Yeah. And the other means they prosecuted and knew that she made it up. Yeah. Both of those put together is still nine out of 10 are telling the truth. Yeah. That's how much this happens. There is no reason not to believe them nurse backs it up and says, yeah, there was trauma to the genital area. I feel like that's a, you know, like a medical expert saying yeah, she was for sure raped. Yeah, but what size is your swimsuit, though? Oh, you know what's never happened to me? I've never confused putting on an ill-fitting swimsuit for rape. You know who that's never happened to? (laughs) Everyone. (laughs) Right. Um, so, yeah, I... (coughs) I felt it was important to bring up uh, because I was, you know, we were we were working on, well, I've been working on a lot of different tracks lately. 
a lot of it's sort of dovetailing with the whole toxic masculinity thing and, and people thinking that this is like some brand new thing that's happening. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's not. This was almost 20 years ago. And the thing is, it's not, it's, and it's, yeah, it's getting a lot of, it's getting, getting a lot of publicity, but Brett Kavanaugh's still in the Supreme Court, Brock Turner's still not in jail, like, we, what? Like, yeah. you know, Bill Cosby went to jail. Oh, thank God, an 88-year-old man, like. Right. Uh, like, it's just. Donald Trump did get elected president. Though. Yeah. So yeah. there, you know. So it really evens out. Yeah. Thank God. Um, it's rough out there, dude. Yeah. It's. Yeah. So, again, if this was rough for any women, I it, my intent was, I mean, partially to. Call out Mark Murr for being a total shitbag. That was the entirety of, yeah, uh, of yeah, my, yeah. but also like. Yeah, uh, I definitely didn't mean for it to be like a traumatizing or upsetting situation for uh, women or any sort of sexual assault victims who are listening. But um, you know, it should if it if it doesn't piss you off or pisses you off because you think he's innocent, you take a look at what you're doing yeah. in your life yeah. and uh, be better, or uh, you know, just be better. Just, just be better do better that human. part. Just be a better yeah. human being. Um, any, anything else you need to do? Get a beer, maybe? <laughs> like, that's, that's fucking rough. Yeah. Uh, I promise we'll get back to having more fun next week. In the meantime... Whoa, pressure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the meantime, tune in next week and uh, let's get weird. <laughs>